0: Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News Coming to you on this Friday, November 17th, 2023 We have all of your entertainment content, pop culture news in one place Last night we had Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor We'll get into that, a queer eye for the straight guy story, and so much more Folks, did you have a good week? You ready to party or what? Get loose, get happy, cash that paycheck And let's get ready for our rush hour drive home it's Bachelor Rush Hour. Get enough the
1: weekend.
0: I all right. We got good news. We got bad news. We got no news. We're going to get into all of it right now. Jeremy Renner. 10 months after nearly dying in a snowplow accident. What a wild story. 10 months later, and we got Jeremy Renner back running uphill, celebrating his recovery after the accident. And he said uh, he was brought to tears of joy. Uh, Of course, we covered that story first on the Dave Neal Show. And now, can you believe it's been 10 months after his snowcat, a large snowplow, that weighs at least 14,000 pounds ran over him. He said today marks the day on 10 months of recovery first attempt at any of this activity especially at steep grade and was brought to tears of joy, hopefulness and gratitude for all your support along with my family and friends. I keep pushing for many reasons but you are my fuel so congratulations to Jeremy Renner and from good news to not so good news we've got P. Diddy Uh, so a bombshell story came out yesterday in the New York Times. Sean Combs is accused by Cassie of rape and years of abuse and lawsuit. In his suit the singer says Mr. Combs known as Puff Daddy or Diddy, subjected her to a pattern of control and abuse over about a decade. Mr. Combs vehemently denied the allegations and now an update on TMZ says that Diddy is not the subject of criminal investigation and the NYPD admits proving, uh, providing erroneous info. I have a very hard time believing that there isn't something to this story, but we will keep up when we figure it out. D- is, it, is there a court case happening or not? It seems to be a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks to start talking about this. Although Diddy is a very powerful man. So are these attempts to silence the journalists or is there actually a no story here? We'll find that out. I just, I just can't imagine that, that uh, New York Times would want to deal with something so big as this accusation without having all of their facts right. But, hey, we've seen... That'd be the case in the past, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. Again, we'll get to Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor in a minute, but of course, I know everyone wants their Taylor Swift news. There is a Taylor Swift-themed cruise that sets sail in 2024, and here's what Swifties need to know about the fan-led experience. The travel agency Marvelous Mouse Travels announced it's organizing a fan-led cruise group for Swifties to come together and celebrate the singer and their fandom. First of all, are they going to need extra cleaning crews for all the glitter? I don't know why, but I just assume a lot of glitter will be, you know, in the filters of the hot tubs here. The cruise, which is not actually affiliated with Taylor Swift herself, will take place aboard the Royal Caribbean Allure of the Seas ship next fall. So it sets sail from the Port of Miami on October 21st, 2024, the day after Swift ends her three-show run in the city. Prices start at $1,500 for double occupancy, and the cost includes food and basic drinks like coffee and tea. For premium add-ons, guess... Okay, so th- this, yeah, I mean, will it be fun? Maybe, I'm sure, sure it will be. Uh, but also, like, uh, do I want to be caught on a ship with a bunch of Taylor Swift fans? I don't know, folks, maybe not. In other Carnival Cruise news, that was Royal Caribbean, Carnival Cruise bans a Texas mom for life over sleep and gummies. Carnival Cruise Line slapped a Texas mom with a lifetime ban from their fleet for taking a pack of CBD sleep aid gummies on board. And the reasoning is wacky. Now, look, if you've ever watched Below Deck, you know that these captains are very strict with their drug use but can't you turn the other way I mean what could go wrong if there's a mom who's a little bit tired at the uh, you know ice cabades they have on the cruise you know what I mean like how ridiculous uh, cruises suck enough uh, you might as well have a few edibles on them that's just my opinion but what do I know uh, I don't know maritime law but I think maritime law could uh, you know could you know have, have, you know haven't the mom suffered enough their backs are all you know torn out of place from carrying the kids on one side, they've uh, you know they got they got mom spine. Give them a sleep aid or two. You know what I mean. Live a little. All right. Well. We have Bachelor in Paradise uh, recap. Uh, I don't want to get too extensive into it. I already covered it on the YouTube channel. Uh, but Katie Thurston made her grand entrance last night. She had a great conversation with Blake. Uh, she even broke down when the producer, producers asked if she still loved Blake. So maybe there, maybe there's something there. And you know, would Blake go back to Katie, or or is it just they were both part of such a special thing that when they reunite, it's almost like they've got this shared bond that nobody else has, right? So maybe that's what it is, which is also fine too. Now, with regards to dealing with uh, being the lead and being on the show, you have to imagine it was very tough for Katie after her season to kind of navigate the fact that she wasn't exactly, you know, loved by everyone. So she had to deal with Tough comments and things like that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna show you the crazy comment that Kat Izzo received. And Katie Thurston also got some hate. And there's a proposed um, I, uh, I I don't know if it's a proposed law, but presidential candidate Nikki Haley proposes requiring social media users to verify their identity. Very fascinating stuff. We're gonna get to that right after this. Kat Izzo has been sharing all of the hate she's getting online, and someone left this comment. You're effing disgusting. I hope you die in a car accident and get shredded into pieces. You don't deserve to keep on with life. And that was from a dude named Brian. She blurred out the Brian guy. And then again, maybe it, maybe that's an alt account. Maybe it's not a man. Maybe it's not who the hell knows who it is. Now, the, that's, the, that's the greater issue with some of these troll comments, is you never know who they are. I've proposed the idea that there should be two versions of Social media. There should be the version where you only accept comments from people that are verified users. And by verified, I don't mean they have to be famous. I just mean that's their government name. So if someone does want to say something really mean to you, maybe you could just find out who they are. Now, that sounds ridiculous. I don't think that should be a government. I don't think there should be a law that you can't be anonymous online. I just think you should be able to have the option to toggle. If I want to go on my Instagram and say, all right, I'm only accepting comments. I won't even read. I will not be shown comments from anybody who doesn't have the gumption and goodwill to put their name on their account. That's what I would like. Well, Nikki Haley, who's running on the Republican ticket for president is proposing, requiring social media users to verify their identities over national security concerns. Republican presidential candidate, Nikki Haley on Tuesday proposed forcing social media users to verify their identities. the former South Carolina governor's plan is part of a set of social media reforms aimed at transparency, which she pushed during an appearance on Fox News that has rank, uh, ranked some of her primary opponents. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. And again, I think that is a good idea. I think it, I, I think social media has too much power to promote one thing versus the other You know, when it comes to how they meddle into political debates and all of that but on the troll side of things i disagree the republican party is supposed to stand for less government less regulations so for her to want the government to regulate who everybody is you could see how that could turn bad imagine if you have a dissenting opinion on somebody um you shouldn't have to get um you know fired from your job now if you have if you have an asshole opinion, a troll opinion, if you're messing with someone uh, and bullying them, I think you should be able to have a good chance to see who that person is. I just don't think it should be regulated. So that's why my thought is don't, you know, don't make it don't force people to play that game. But if people like me only want to deal with other humans and not anonymous accounts, give me the option. Give me the option to only have access to people that are like-minded that are willing to put their name or face in front of something. I don't know. That just my thought. Um, but as far as diving into the DMs and the mental health of it all, we were covering yesterday Howie Mandel interviewing Nick Vial. They have more in common than they disagree with, but uh, Howie, I don't think he's got a chip on his shoulder, but he really disagrees with Nick about, you know, Nick has his opinion on how uh, former cast members should handle their mental health, Howie disagrees and says, hey, it's not that easy. Have a listen to their conversation.
2: I think that sometimes when you're on a reality show, um, your context is only where you are and, and and what you see and what you hear as opposed to when it airs. You know, you don't know what somebody else said in their uh, yeah, in totally. their interview or how they took your date or how they did that, and then you see that, and that could impact you. And there's nobody sitting beside you at home to go, "I came off like a fucking idiot."
1: Totally. Or, or maybe you didn't, or were made to look like you came off like an idiot. You
2: right. Know, and there's, there's nobody. And, and therefore, when I heard about this foundation or whatever it is, is it a foundation? Is it a what is it? A group?
1: I what? think it's a charity. You can that focuses on um, working conditions for reality TV personalities and also therapy for those people,
2: which I thought was a great idea.
0: So he's like, uh, man, Nick will not get off his side of this. You have to give him credit for how steadfast he is in his opinion. I think it's good to support mental health. Nick, uh, I don't know. I think so. Well, I didn't have it. Why should they? Again, I just don't think um
1: oh boy. It was presented in an accurate way. Again, like again, the the focus was on the working conditions. I mm-hmm. think no one care, I think no one's going to take care of your mental health more than you're going to, so I think we have to, you know, be accountable
0: for our mental health first and foremost. And by the way, so this is how change gets made, right? We had we just had the Screen Actors Guild strike. We just had the Writers Guild strike. And change gets made by collective bargaining. So the UCAN Foundation is trying to provide a home base for people to collectively bargain. I mean, they're trying to get things as simple as a title card, which is the start of a show that'll say something like, hey, what you see on the screen is not always an accurate depiction of what's reality. Don't message people. No bullying. You know, like these simple things that can actually really de-escalate some of uh, the the issues people have to deal with. I don't think that's a bad thing, even if it's a net neutral thing. Why does Nick care so much to take such a negative stance against it? So funny to watch this play out. Um, and again,
1: I think most of the struggle that people have from a reality TV space that, you know, when it comes to their mental health, it, again, is the aftermath. It's It's not, you know... Not to get into some of the things that they said, but it's not necessarily, you know, the long days that are, you know, the production schedule of, of some of these the shows that, you know, there's just a lot going on. But-,
0: but those long days when they don't have access to proper breaks to get their own mental health in check, those tough work conditions create scenarios that bring people to their edge that get wild sound bites that make people fight when they wouldn't normally so it's putting people in a position to be the worst version of themselves and then they face the punishment of that thereafter but it's it's the reddit post
1: and the comments on instagram and the reading the articles about yourself and these same people who were complaining about that are the same people who are also, you know, promoting internet bullying and trolling other people because they disagree with. It. And it's just
0: like, to me, there's a bit of a hypocrisy in that. And I don't know who he's talking about there that is playing a victim and also promoting internet bullying. I'm not really sure who he's talking about, but um, let's let's listen to the rest of this clip. There is. And I, I just think Again, I'm a huge
1: advocate for therapy and taking care of your mental health, but I'm also an advocate of policing yourself post-show.
0: So he's an advocate for therapy, just not when fans donate money to an organization to help people get therapy. It's almost being like, I'm an advocate for the healthcare system, just not for universal healthcare, because I don't think people should receive healthcare if they can't afford it. Very privileged, if you ask me. And
1: getting the, the help that you need and... And and reaching out and asking for help when you need it's not necessarily go, you know asking fans for donations because you don't like how things played out when you were filming something. And again, if you're gonna complain about that, I, I would like to see people take you know actions when it comes to how they handle themselves and how they protect their own mental health post show, which, which comes down to your time on social media and your willingness to, or lack thereof to Google yourself or to, you know, immerse yourself in the comments and Reddit posts. And cause that can really destroy your mental health. You're, 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 you're chasing validation and you start editing yourself and, or you respond to things like a, a, a big thing that happens in our world, you know, as a podcaster, for example, um, we recap other shows and, a pretty common or right now charity the current bachelorette's going on overall i love charity i think she's an entertaining bachelorette really been enjoying her i'm surprised by how much i'm enjoying her because she comes from a therapy background so i thought she might be more reserved you know i thought she might be more guarded which you know as a uh, in life probably a good thing to be on tv it's not as entertaining to watch right so but i i found her to be entertaining i've also noticed that she seems to be attracted to you know, pretty men, and she seems to be a magnet for fuckboys. And so, uh, that's just my opinion, right? And so I'll say this on a, a, an episode, one episode. My overall sentiment is, love Charity is Bachelorette, really entertained by her, but someone who might be a fan of charity, almost, I guarantee this has happened without confirming, because it happens every season. They will take a critical comment that I might say. They will DM... Or message charity saying, "Can you believe what Nick Vile said about you?" And blah 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 blah. Most people will then you know, like read that headline, get man, get furious. Maybe you know, and they'll cherry pick the, you know, and so again, it's like, stay out of your DMs, stay out of your comments. These there's things you can do, you know, seek advice from people who've been been on these shows and and get you know feedback on how to protect your mental health. The- Uh, You know, that's just been my experience because that's
2: your experience. But my experience as an older guy and who's lived a lot of life, I don't think people have that kind of self control or awareness. And I think what must be making me nervous. Speaking of self control, do you need anything? Do you want to?
1: No, I'm okay. Okay, it's just a $2 $2 shirt. Really? You wear $2 shirts? I think it's just like Hanes, like an undershirt. I know. You know? I know. It looks good.
2: I know. Uh, I can speak uh, from for, uh, experience because I'm a fuckboy. And the thing is, I just call myself a fuckboy. Or I'm, I don't know if I'm a fuckboy or if I'm just fucked. Anyway, the point that I'm making is that people, you're telling people what they should do or how they should operate, but people don't operate the way they should. And when you are feeling really low and really down and really attacked. Um the easiest thing to do is to lie there in bed and look at your uh you know your social media and and go there which is not the right thing to do but go there for your validation. Toilet. Any therapist will tell you your validation has to come from within and you can't look outside and especially yeah. social media. These are all things you shouldn't do. The reason people go to therapy is because they need you shouldn't drink too much alcohol but people become alcoholics. You shouldn't be Uh, a meth addict, but people take it meth. The point is that there are people that don't have the control.
0: What you're saying is right, people can't get to that. So it's almost like this. It's almost like Nick has his own personality type. He has found out what works for him and he's saying, guys, why can't you just do this the exact same way I did it? And it just doesn't work that way. So he can offer good advice, but at the same time, uh, like my commenters are saying here on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Dave Neal, he's cherry picking. He's saying, oh, I don't think it should just be about long work days, and, and 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 you know, you know, not addressing the part where contestants said they weren't fed and they weren't given water and they were only, you know, given alcohol and things like that. He's refusing to have the fair argument. He's kind of just presenting the things he disagreed with. But overall, it looks like the UCAN Foundation has done nothing but try to Uh, fight for the rights of the working class and Nick has kind of sided with the bosses here, which I think is what makes people so grossed out by it all. And in other charity news, um, a little bit of a clickbait headline, Bachelorette's Charity Lawson reveals how she and Dotton navigate Dancing with the Stars. We are in therapy. So, covered this on YouTube already, but she said, you know, it's obvious dancing is her priority, but so is her relationship. And I'll just summarize everything she said. He's supporting me, I'm supporting him, we're in therapy. We're doing everything that we can. I don't think that is a cryptic sign, but it's certainly not a great sign. I just think it's at that critical stage where the dopamine that you get from being on The Bachelorette and having this fantasy romance play out, now it's going to be getting into real life. She's focusing on own goals does dot have enough time and energy to focus on his and also be the fiance she needs you know time will tell maybe they're meant to be maybe they aren't I mean you know I wouldn't be surprised if they don't work out most relationships on the show don't I wish them the best I hope that I'm wrong but um, that's where we stand there and speaking of relationships not working out queer eyes Bobby Burke was asked to leave show after issues with the cast So we love Queer Eye, fantastic show here. He was the, um, was he like the home renovator guy? You know, everyone's got their own. They're like the, uh, you know, uh, superheroes, right? It's like, they're all like the Captain Planets, right? All their powers combined, you get a nice clean house. Bobby Burke was asked to leave Netflix Queer Eye after eight seasons, a source exclusively tells Us Weekly. The insider notes that the reason for Burke's departure was because he wasn't vibing with the cast. Burke 42 was an OG member of the Fab Five on the rebooted version version of Queer Eye, which premiered in 2018. He co-starred alongside Caramo, Tan, Antoni, and Jonathan Van Ness. Per the source, there were many challenges that led to his exit. There were many challenges with scheduling, and there was a loss of interest from Bobby filming the show. The network and the cast thought it was time to bring in fresh blood. His heart was not in it, and the rest of the cast started to resent him because of that. All right, a lover's quarrel on the set of Queer Eye. Either way, wish him the best in whatever uh, you know uh, worlds he pursues after this. Yesterday, I interviewed um, Garen Flowers from Claire Crowley's season of The Bachelorette. He's an Emmy Award-nominated journalist. He's been in movies. He's interviewed The Rock. We had a fantastic conversation. If you need any encouragement about life and pursuing your goals and living out your dreams, that's going to be the episode for you. It'll be here on Bachelor Rush Hour tomorrow. And we'll also have the video version on YouTube. And then tomorrow, I'll be interviewing Nate Uh, Alokoya uh, Babatunde am I pronouncing that right and Nate uh, was the winner of Michelle Young's season and of course they did not work out but uh, we've always enjoyed Nate on the show Uh, speaking of F-Boys My first question to Nate will be, how does it feel being labeled an F-boy? Just because you're tall, skinny, beautiful with abs and tattoos, does that make you an F-boy? What is it about Nate? Is it the earring? I mean, can you dress like a cool person and not be an F-boy? Well, I'm going to find that out, so I'll be interviewing him over the weekend. It's supposed to rain tomorrow in Los Angeles, so that could be a fun Driving with Dave episode as we do it in the rain. Will that be romantic? Me and Nate in the rain? Will we be able to, you know, handle ourselves? Probably. All right. so we'll have that Story Uh, that video will that that episode will come out the following week and then hopefully I'll be able to get in touch with Serene she's supposed to do the show and the list goes on and on well Rachel Lindsay that's another person we'd love to get on the show but we've yet to be able to get Rachel Lindsay on even though we've had her husband Brian Abasolo on she's open in this article to adopting uh, a baby with Brian Abasolo after struggling expand after struggle expanding the family Rachel Lindsay exclusively spoke to the Messenger about her journey to becoming a mom where she explained hasn't been an easy one. So she says, it hasn't been an easy journey for us. We've had to take steps as far as going to a fertility doctor and getting things checked out and then having very honest conversations about my age, about Brian's age and lifestyle choices. Yeah, it's got to be very tough, you know, with, you know, being in the limelight and obviously... People are judged, you know, we, we, uh, I don't think this is right, but I do think if you're not able to have a baby that some people take that personally and, and, and you know, where what's my value as a person if I can't, you know, all these, tif- which again, I don't think that's the way we should, I don't think we should be putting that burden on ourselves, but we know that that exists. We hope that Rachel's able to Um, you know, continue to express herself and know that she's not alone. Uh, But she said that she's 100% open to adopting. There was a time the co-host of the Higher Learning Podcast added that she repeatedly told herself that she wasn't ready. And then I was like, Rachel, when are you ever just going to say 100% you're ready for children? You're just not. You make it a priority. You make the time. And the truth is like, yeah, I kind of feel like children, it's like anything in life. You'll never be ready. If you think you are ready like oh, I'm 100% ready to have kids. You're probably lying to yourself. Now, my belief is is that you'll adapt, you'll learn, you'll educate yourself, you'll become ready, but I don't think anyone's actually ready. I don't think anyone knows what they're what they're going to be dealing with. You know, I always have strong opinions about People's children, and oh, if I have kids, we're not going to do this or we're going to do that. And I'm always like, my when I have kids, they're not going to be eating sugar. And it's like, who the hell knows what you know? It's going to be a dogfight, I'll tell you that. Either way, someday, folks. All right. So I think we have it all. I think we have it all. I'll give you an update on the Clayton Eckerd court case. As you guys know, I'm being sent to court for an injunction against harassment. The update is we've got a ton of questions and paperwork, and documents we're going to be asking for from Jane Doe, the lady who's accusing me of harassing her. Now, as you guys know, we've never said her name, showed her identity, or really provided even any reasonable levels of ways for people to find her. You know, anyone can Google anyone online. But the point being is that um, because of your donations, which are, by the way, very close to $10,000. I owe my lawyer 10 grand. I'm probably going to owe him another 4,000. He told me it's going to be around uh, $14,000, but I'm going to search for the GoFundMe right now. You can go to my Instagram, Uh, the link tree there is there, but you can also click the link below if you want to donate. But yeah, we're up to, let's do the math here. We're up to $9,790, trying to raise $12,000. Thanks to 207 donations, we've received Venmo donations. I'm just telling you right now, the money is like for a while i was saying all right i hope i can return it I, no if you donate this money it's going to this fight i will be making public all of the receipts and i'm also going to be making public assuming i'm allowed to and there's no seal which i don't i don't anticipate there'll be a seal i'm going to make public every ounce of this journey from all of the discovery we're trying to get to all you know all the different things that'll come into because if you're going to tell me a, a, you know, commentator and internet journalist, you know, wh- while I don't fancy myself a journalist, at, you know, I'm not looking for Pulitzer prize uh, trophies, although I'll take one. Uh, but in the end it is what it is it, covering this news story. You, you do have, you do need the protections of your first amendment. And, um, I do believe that's the greater issue here. And like I said, yeah, the money's going to be well spent. It already is. It's my, uh, you know, my lawyers doing a good job of asking all the right questions and getting informed on all of this. And I think that's the hardest part with these types of lawsuits is that most people don't have the bandwidth to really dig deep in them because there's no money to be made here. It's not some, you know, ambulance chasing court case where, you know, everyone's it's, it's not going to be lucrative for anybody. It's just going to be it's just going to be like, what can we get in the court? Uh, you know, as far as like evidence to prove that we're not being malicious and things like that, that's going to protect us in the future. It's going to protect us now. And it's all thanks 100% to your donations. So thanks again for all that. We'll be back tomorrow. Tons of content. And I, you know, I was going to start my double episodes, my morning rush hour and my afternoon rush hour. I was going to start it on December 1st, but I have a little news for you guys. I just can't wait. Whenever I want to do something new, I have no impulse control. So I tell you what, I'm going to start Cyber Monday. That's right. After Thanksgiving, get your stuffing, get your cranberry. We are moving to double episodes. That means a morning rush and an afternoon rush. And if you need more Rush Hour content, this is where you're going to find it. Thanks again for all the support, everybody. I really appreciate you. And until next time, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.